Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And today, Lisa, we, it's 2019. It's our first podcast in 2019. You know, we are, uh, we're coming on a year. March 8th. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Wait, so hold on. That's birthday. Your birthday. Yeah. We Remember? started this on your yeah. birthday? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we got initial views because I said my birthday and uh, tied it in. Got it. Um, yeah, so almost a full year. Do you know that the average podcast they only they do less than twenty? No, yeah, I have no fact, idea. I heard Gary Vaynerchuk one time. He said I get asked all the time from these people like, "Hey, can I interview on my podcast?" And he says, "Yeah, get to twenty and then call me." And he says, "You'd be amazed how much it limits the number of calls that I get." Fascinating. Yeah, I had no idea. Well, then good. I'm pretty proud of us then. Yeah, because well, we've almost done. We've definitely done more than twenty and. We'll be at 52 because we have not missed a week. We have not missed a week. We had a fun week last week. We did have a fun week. A little bit of fun because, you know, we've had, we've had some pretty serious topics. We tend to get a little um, academic. This is a business podcast and we want people to learn while they <laughs> jog or drive or listen at work, right? Yes. And so it's the beginning of the year. I know that everybody's not sober by now. Potentially, we hope. Potentially. We hope. Uh, I did see from the New Year's uh, stats that we referenced last week. I don't know that we referenced this specific one, but it is it is definitively the uh, drunkest day of the year. <laughs> more more people intoxicated uh, on New Year's Eve than um, than any other day of the year. So we're past that. Yes, we hope everyone yeah, is past yeah. that. And it's 2019. Cannot believe that. And as a business leader. You probably have spent the last week and a half, two weeks reflecting on things. When uh, you weren't drinking, right? Yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah. But there's a bit of reflection on uh, the past. I tend to do that this time of year. Um, and there's a lot of um, what... I'm, I'm, I'm in general uh, an optimistic person, but I hate missing opportunities. Um, and so I look back at what did we not get done that I wanted to get done? And then I pivot directly from that into, all right, well, what are we going to do in 2019? And just let, let's roll. Let's go. Right. I think it, for me anyway, the new year always brings an energy and an enthusiasm, um, of, wow, what are we going to do? What can we do? Mm -hmm. And I may be a little overly optimistic about some things, but doesn't it seem that after a couple of weeks, that optimism sometimes dampens a little bit. Well, uh, statistic and statistics and research would indicate that um, yes is the answer, and and the problem is, Lisa, uh, a lot of the frustrations that a business leader ended the year with 
and built anticipation, which is based on optimism and opportunity. Ah, that's so much fun to think about opportunity. It is to, to think about what you're going to be able to get accomplished, and you have a full year to make that happen. It is so exciting. It's, it's just, it's the best. However, if you don't have a systematic way and approach to get your team on go, maybe a couple weeks in, you might start to see the points of frustration. I would think so. I mean, I know I always start with the energy, but part of that is because I think we create the strategy and get the team all excited, and then we don't sort of communicate it effectively throughout the organization. And I'm so glad you said that word that starts with a C. Because all of our words today start with a C. Yes. We have five tips, yes. and they all start with a, a C. Does that why do they why do people do that? I don't I, know why you did it. Well, it's I started called alliterate. Well, is it it's I, alliterative, but it's alliteration if you Well, after the second one, it had to be it was a challenge, and so I felt like I had to come up with okay. five that were I don't know why I did uh, it. But if we try to start explaining my brain, it's, it's yeah, scary. Not, it's not going to be a podcast anybody wants to listen to. So the first thing I think that's important is for everyone to get clear. Is for, as the leader, you need to be clear with your team what your expectations are, what you want them to do for the year. And it's just not enough to just say, hey, we want to grow 3% or some other objective that is just as there, there, there's there's got to be a plan that goes with it. Oh, yeah. You know, we should that that um, that book that I listened to at the end of last year, Measure uh, What Matters. Yes. And that example that we've been sharing, which is the football team that wants to win the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. And yes. so let's say that they say, yep, we want to win the Super Bowl. And sorry, the ultimate goal for them in the example is enhance shareholder value. Yeah. We want, we want to maximize shareholder value. And they decided they're going to do that at three macro levels. They're going to do it by um, strategically drafting the right positions. Number one. Number two was to complete, uh, con continue to have or grow the stadium to 90% capacity. Yeah, capacity. it was, yeah. Fill the stadium to 90% capacity. And the third was win the Super Bowl. Okay, so underneath the larger organization, there's three people that, that are going to share in that overall responsibility. I'm one, assuming the head football coach is one of them. He's one of them. And the head of football operations... Yes. Is going to do the drafting part, I'm assuming, along with, but take the lead on that, let's say. And then the SVP of marketing is going to handle the filling the football stadium to capacity. So in the example that we've built out is the head of football operations that does a little bit of clarifying that says, yeah, we need to draft strategically. And in order to do that, we're going to need, there's three spots that we've identified that we've got gaps in our team. We're going to need, a, you know, a, um, a Z slot receiver route receiver i just made that up i was like i don't even know what that means but go ahead i think it's a real thing anyway so that's a that's someone that specializes in running a route apparently there's a z route isn't that just a play like well a, it's, a, it's a play i'm okay. sure it's a part of a play it's a part of a play 
See? Thank you, George. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, George. Thanks for that clarification, George. All right. And then the second would be, you know, we've got to have a, a left corner back that's just because that's such a weak spot for us there, and then some other position. But then let's say the head of football okay, operations. Okay, but this is the draft. So the, right? Yeah. This is maximizing the draft. So the head of football, this is what he has to do as part of the plan. Draft strategically, yes. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. But if that, if, if the head of football operations stops there and doesn't, doesn't define like, okay, are you going to use analytics to evaluate the players? Are you going to go to the combine? Are you, where are you starting to help evaluate who the right receivers are? Where, versus the example where we actually broke it down following the example in the book, which was the head football coach said we need to win the Super Bowl. And in order to win the Super Bowl, he decided that he needs to have, we have to have average 300 yards per game, uh, get the, hold the other team to 17 points per game, and be in the top three in punt return coverage. And then he further broke that down. How is he going to achieve 300 yards? Broke it down by the quarterback's coach for the defense. And then further segmented that to the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Each of them had their own plan. Now, my long-winded example is which one do you think is going to do better? The one with the broken out, completely detailed plan or the one that kind of stopped after it was stated once? I'm going to go with a completely detailed plan. I'm so glad that you said that because otherwise my example would have been wasted. There, Lisa. you are correct. But the point is that, your point, is that if you don't start with a very, very clear message, it's going to yeah. get very confusing it, as you start to break it down. Yes. Yes. Which then I think the next point, which is get consistency, right? Be consistent with your team. And I think that you have to be clear with them, but then you also have to send that message consistently and you have to be consistent with following up. I mean, everything about implementing strategy or a plan is based on doing it consistently. Yes. Yes. And we've, we, uh, we start workshops with consistency, don't we, Lisa? Yes. We're like, hey, we understand that this is uh, the where you guys are going over the next 12 months. What does that mean to each of you? Oh. And, and every single time, without question, it takes a little bit of clarifying, maybe an hour to get that consistency. Well, they all, because for, for the most part, leaders haven't been clear and so each member of the team believes it's different. Like the objective is different mm -hmm. or the definition of what they're trying to do is different. Yeah. And I think the confusion there is they're thinking of it for their functional area. So if I'm over operations or if I'm over marketing or if I'm over finance, this overall message for the organization means something different to my group, but that doesn't mean you start to translate it before you message it. The consistency in the communication's got to be at the front end and then make it rele relevant to your organization, which is what we're going to get to yes. here with some next tips. Yes. So after that, um, get collaborating. Yeah. I love this one. And part of it is because what you always say, which is to simplify and grow 
you must transfer what you know. And I think that that's collaboration. It's explaining to your team what it is that you want, being very clear about it, but then everyone working together to define the transformational projects that need to occur to make it happen. Uh, Lisa, how many times have we heard people, when we talk to business leaders and we talk about our process, most of them say, well, we've got this first step done and we sort of have the second step done, but the other five steps we don't have. What you just described is the collaboration, right? Telling your team, here's where we're going and then stopping is not the collaboration that we're referencing. We're talking about defining the work that has to get done to achieve where you said you were going, which it seems to me it's worth that extra effort, right? Oh my gosh, because if you don't do it, you're not going to achieve your objective. Right. And you, it's going to fail. And you say what you do, this part of the process, it makes them real, it makes it real and relevant to the people in the functional areas. Now you're starting to break it down. Now, guess what? Strategy means something to me because I can all of a sudden relate to it. And when I can relate to it, I can see how, oh, now I get it because I see my part in my functional area and I see Lisa's part in her functional area and I see George's part in his functional area. And because now I can see how it all goes together, I can see the big picture. It's sort of this, this mapping mechanism where all of a sudden um, it just makes sense to them, but it doesn't get there without the first two steps, which is be clear, communicate, and collaborate. And we have a couple more C's to go. Yes, well, actually, it's um, be clear, be consistent, oh, and yes. collaborate. Because Imagine now that. I wasn't it consistent. is... <laughs> Uh, that's awesome because now you need to after you collaborate you have to communicate yes yes and communicate with your team consistently about the work that has to be done and the team has to report to you by giving you updates on what they're what they're working on yeah really that's the heart of what we are talking about someone said i interviewed um you know you know hatton smith i do know hatton smith yeah he was the past president of um, Royal Cup Coffee, a long-standing Birmingham company. But they do, if you're not from Birmingham, if you go to hotels around the mm-hmm. country, yes, uh, more than likely the coffee that's served in the hotel is Royal Cup. Is Royal Cup mm-hmm. um, at the breakfast area, right? And um, Hatton is a super energetic guy. I mean. More more energy than than anybody I know times ten. That I agreed wholeheartedly. But uh, I was in a conversation with Hatton, and I was like, Hatton, how how do, tell me how you've grown because well, we talked about his tenure. Tell me how you've grown from where you are when you started to to the revenue that you guys achieved. That's amazing growth. Tell me how you did it. And he said three things: follow up, follow up, follow up on what you say you want. Lisa, how many times do organizations stop with the first, you know, they tell you where they want to go, and not only do they not collaborate, but they don't communicate, which is the follow-up piece on what they say they want. You know, it's one thing to define transformative work, but you and I know this, 
if you don't tell an employee, if you don't follow up, if you don't continue to ask about that, sometimes they think you don't care. Sometimes they think it's no longer important, right? Yes. And? I'm, I'm, and? I don't know. Yes, and, oh, you're waiting on me to, I was like, no, that makes complete sense. <laughs> um, I think that they do wait. I think employees wait. And I think that if you have them and, and you have a plan to communicate back and forth with updates, progress updates, which is yes. what we call them, yes. I think that they understand the importance of the work that they're doing, mm-hmm. that it, it's, it's not going to go away. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I think a lot of times they're like, oh yeah, this will be gone by, you know, middle of the year because nobody will ever follow up. So if you establish that communication schedule up front, you're going to get more done. You know, in that book that I referenced, Measure What Matters, yes, um, they interviewed Bill Gates and Bill Gates is a huge fan of this. And when he started, um, I think when he started the Gates Foundation, he launched it with uh, they uh, they call themselves a twenty billion dollar startup, mm-hmm. right? And um, there was a you could do any project, but you had to spend at least X amount. Okay. I mean, and, and the reason it was a large spend, and I think it was I don't know what exactly, I want to say a billion dollars. Oh my gosh! And they were putting a lot, and they were going at don't don't start with things that um, go big, think big, push boundaries, right? And um. When you, when you push boundaries, you can't look at the old way of doing things. It forces you to think of th- ways differently. But uh, in, in the book, they referenced Bill Gates was someone said, well, how's he gonna know, how are you going to know if you're successful in that? And they mentioned something. And he said, that's not, that's not measurable. And the way, the way someone that's come from an organization that grew to the size of Microsoft, and when he started the Gates Foundation, he was still, I'm mean, talking about a very, very, busy man and if bill gates can follow up on what he says he wants i'm pretty sure we don't have an excuse of course i don't have 20 billion dollars on the line but but you know let's make it relative to us i don't know how much that means i was gonna say what what number would that be exactly i don't know but it's he's got yeah he's got a lot 20 billion is a lot it's a lot he's got when you when yeah when that's like extra change like hey man to make sure you don't lose this i might get upset yeah 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 not good. Anyway, if um, he's got time, we don't have an excuse, right? Agreed. Um, but I think that, and this will go into the last tip, which is coaching. Because I think a lot of team members have never been held accountable. They're, they've never had a clear, consistent message that um, of strategy. Mm-hmm. And they've never had to provide updates before. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you got to coach those people. You got to sort of teach them what it is you want to see and what your expectations are for those updates. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And Lisa, as we continue to evolve and expand not only our Cypress Resources platform, but our Addicts product, we are offering coaching. Yes, we are. And, um, let me give you an example of someone who is a call that I had earlier today. And through this coaching process, Lisa, someone said, I want, we're, we're having a $4 million impact today. And I, I, we want to have a $15 million impact in three years. 
And as we unpack this, it was about an hour and a half um, minute conversation. And as we unpacked this, in the middle of it, I said, well, if you have to do this and this and this before year three, then it's, there is zero possibility that you can have a $15 million impact in three years. It's, that's more of like a five-year. In fact, with all of this going on that we just mapped out, we completed an addicts form in, in less than one hour. With all of this going on, you'll be lucky just to maintain what you're doing what now. What you're doing now. Now, he said, yeah, you're, you're right. Now, what the, from his standpoint, he knows, he knows how much they have to push. He knows how much, and he knows there's justification. If we're going to bring in new systems and people and processes, sometimes you say, yeah, we're going to have this impact. But if you say that too early and it's unrealistic, more than likely, senior leadership is going to hold you accountable to that. So pacing the progress along with breaking that down. And so what we did is we, okay, if that's the three-year, we got a level set on a three-year. If you want to do a five-year, we can do that. But really, to make, to really, really make sure that our three-year happens, let's go ahead and do a 12-month. That is, that is something that you're going to measure and is something that you're going to um, go through either weekly or bi-weekly with these updates that you can sort of measure what right. you want. Well, I think that through this coaching, not just leadership, but the teams themselves, addicts really helps them get on the same page just because it's everything all on one page. Mm -hmm. And if they understand how that works, they can get more done. Yes. And we're and our goal is one page for the executive. And it's two things, really. Number one show them everything they have in process on one page. Mm -hmm. uh, and we say everything in process as it relates to the work of strategy. Correct. Right? Um, but also, we want to uh, make you more efficient as an executive. So you have a choice as an executive. You can go and coach each person individually, or you can outsource that to us, and we can do it in a very efficient way and save you time in the mean. If you are, if you, in the mean, what does that mean? In the mean? In the mean. In the meantime? In the meantime. Got it. I got ahead of myself. Mm, that happens sometimes. Yeah, I got ahead of my skis. Over my skis. Over your skis. See? Wow. Again. Struggle okay, we're going to be done now. Yes. Hey, if you want continued confidence and encouragement in your business, and if you want your employees to get a little coaching, keep listening. And how do they click? How do they find out about that coaching thing? Go to Addicts Online. Addicts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go to Addicts Online. We have developed that so you can just do an inquiry and find out about it. And we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.